Hello, everyone, and welcome to Petite to Queen's Practical Wisdoms at Work podcast. I'm your host, Lynn, and today I'm joined by our special guest, Vicki Fenton. Good morning. Hey, uh, Vicki, um, I'm so glad you're here. And for everyone out there listening, Vicki is the Vice President of Core Services at Viacom, the American media conglomerate. And she's responsible for facilities, construction, real estate, and special events for Viacom's West Coast headquarters. Wow, that's a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) It really does sound so great when you say it. And so those of you who may not know, Viacom is the world's ninth largest media company in terms of revenue. So woohoo. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And today we're going to discuss how Vicky started in the entertainment industry, climbed the corporate ladder, ladies, um, through various organizations, and her advice for women interested in pursuing a career in film and television. So welcome, Vicky. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we're thrilled to have you. And I think let's just kick it right off and let's sort of take a step back. And could you okay. tell us about your experience at Columbia College in Chicago and how it prepared you for a career in entertainment? Absolutely. Um, so I was one of those kids who had a really fun time in high school. I loved it. You know, I did not want it to end. And so then when I had to, I wasn't thinking about college because that was the kind of kid I was. I was very focused on the here and now. So then my dad, of course, very worried, said, uh, what's going on? You know, where are you going to college? And I said, oh, yeah, well, I'll figure it out. You know, so, of course, I didn't figure it out. And he basically said, okay, you're going to Illinois State. I you know, and I, I kind of, he kind of just took me there. I mean, it was not how kids do it now. You know, I was not the super focused um, college bound kid, but I, I, you know, I figured, okay, that's fine. So I went to Illinois State, ended up having a great time, but about my junior year, I realized, oh, wait a minute. I, this is not where I should be because of what I wanted to do. Cause by then I had figured out I wanted to be in television production, whereas I had gone in as a communications major and, and Illinois State didn't really have a program for for television per se. So I had done a little research. I had finally gotten a little bit smarter and I found out about Columbia College downtown Chicago. And I called my dad and said, oh, dad, so sorry. I need to transfer and probably go one extra year. And luckily he was super great. And he said, fine. I said, also, I'm going to need to live in Chicago. So that was fantastic. Moved to Chicago, started going to Columbia and, you know, immediately realized that was the right thing to do because I, I was with my peers and it was one of those, at the time they had only professionals as teachers. So you had the guy from who directed the six o'clock news in Chicago who was teaching kids during the day. I mean, it wow. was, it, yeah, it, it was amazing, the, the the teachers that they got, the caliber of teachers. So it was such a night and day difference between kind of the university way of, you know, you go to those giant auditorium classrooms <laughs> and, you know, this was, 
you're 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 in a class you know you're in a you're on a stage basically like where where people would do the news and you would produce segments you know i mean obviously they were fake segments but it was amazing hands-on opportunity and i i loved it i mean i i i really loved it and um then i graduated and the first job i got was with a magazine kind of interesting um a trade magazine called screen screen magazine in chicago and you know so i took it because i needed to have a job right after school and again pretty quickly realized even though she did her magazine was about uh television directors and but it was a magazine i mean it was you know that wasn't really what i wanted to do so i decided to move out to california and it just so happened that my then boyfriend was also he was a film student and so um we said let's go out to la you know what are we doing in chicago it's really cold so <laughs> we you know we we set out west like you do without with no thought you know i mean again i look at kids now and there's so much you know they seem to have they they just seem more grown up at that age you know i i feel like looking back we were just really kind of winging it and but i'll tell you the the one thing i came out to la with was one name i had one name i, I we did not know anybody and the name was steve Fisher. And I got that name from a girl who did uh, sales at the magazine that I was working at. She goes, oh, you should look him up. He's hilarious. He does PR. I said, well, okay, you know, I, I, I was going to have to work. So I, I come out to LA. We got a place. I called Steve Fisher. And he said, yeah, come over. I work out of my house in Burbank. I said, okay. I, found, I figured out, you know, I got out my Thomas guide. I drove over to Burbank and uh, I met Steve Fisher, who was, you know, he had his own company called Goldfish PR. He answered the door. We started talking. And about two hours later, you know, I, I was doing, I was, I was working on a press release and uh, he goes, okay, we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> and I said, oh, am I? Uh, Am I working here? I mean, it was, you know, there was really no interview. I just showed up <laughs> on his doorstep, basically took me in, and uh, it started out part-time, and then uh, it, it, you know, this is a long time ago, so it's hard to remember, uh, and then I think, you know, I got up to full-time, and, you know, it was super interesting stuff. I learned a lot because he, so he was a PR guy for commercial directors and ah. so that was really interesting like we would drive around LA and we would go visit these these guys who I don't know if you remember but in the late 80s early 90s that was the time of these really big time directors I mean like like film directors were were taking on commercials and you know you had these famous guys who were like sure yeah we'll, we'll we'll do a commercial and they were paying, you know, lots and lots of money. So it was, it was fun. I mean, it was really fun to, um, to go to these places, these special effects places. That was when they started doing special effects. So that was, that was great. And Steve was hilarious and showed me around. L I mean, I learned so much just driving around with him and his, 
you know, Corolla or no, it was, you know, I forget. Now he'll be mad that I got the car wrong. But, um, <laughs> so, 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 but then again, like everything, you, you kind of stop at a certain point and you realize, oh, you know, even though this is fun, PR is not, you know, PR is not what I wanted to do. Right. And so, you know, then you kind of, you, you move on. You know, I wish I could tell you that I had a plan. I wish I could say, you know, I had my eyes on the prize and this is how I got there. But what, what I'm here to tell you is that that is, I have rarely found a situation where that happens. Because I think when you set a course like that, you, you become inflexible, you know, and you think there's only one way from point A to point B. And what, what I learned and, you know, and I, I think I am still learning is that that's absolutely not, you know, not how it goes. You have to kind of be open to the next thing that, that comes, even if it's not, you know, like PR, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't, one, I didn't know anything about it. And two, I, I, I hadn't ever thought about that as something that I would ever do. And yet it was the best thing for me to do having just moved out to LA. And, and, and then it led me to the next, you know, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is that you have to kind of follow the path as curvy as it gets to ultimately get where you, you know, where you should be. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I think that sometimes there's yeah. just side, those side trips too that the, and then they, you come back around, but um, you never right. know when, what the, the trail to the left or the right, where it might take you. Exactly. Uh, and you can't question it either. I mean, I think you, I mean, of course you can question it, but once you make the decision, you, you kind of have to go full bore. At least that's how, that's how I do it. Yeah. Well, and that experience was still really valid to, to learn about a segment within the, the in, industry, which is, is very, it's a big part of the industry. Oh, and absolutely. so and all that was building, true. building your skill set. A hundred percent. Right. I mean, you know, so I, I go from working for, for, you know, a guy who's working out of his house, you know, so it was two of us. Right. And, and then, you know, the, the next, you know, the next gig, you're working with more people and more, and then you're, you know, you're kind of, you're figuring things out, but, and how to, because eventually you have to start managing uh, things and people. And so you have to learn how to do that. And you learn that by, watching other people manage, you know, and, and being managed, you know, that can also teach you what you want to do and what you don't want to do. So, you know, by the time I, you know, so then there were, you know, then I got married and then, um, you know, we bought a house and by that time, and, you know, I had other jobs, but then the, you know, probably the most pivotal job was, was, going to universal. Um, but I don't know if we're there yet. Are we there yet in terms of? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to hear about the different roles you had along the way and some of the challenges you faced as you climbed the corporate ladder. So, you know, yeah, let's go ahead okay. with universal. Okay. So, um, well, so the, like the little gigs I had on the way there, hilarious. Like I did this marketing thing where, um, I'm sure you I'm sure you, you you live in LA, so you've you've seen it where you try to get people to go see a movie, and then the people rate the movie. You know, it's a research company basically, 
And, right. uh, you know, they're still out there. I see them every, I, whenever I go see a movie, those guys are still out there. And some of them have been working there for 30 years. I mean, that's what's so crazy. Um, so I did that for a little bit while I was planning our wedding and get, cause we got married back in Chicago. And then when I came back, um, I had a girlfriend who was a hairdresser and she said, Oh, Vicki, they really need somebody to organize their international uh, sales, uh, not sales, uh, like shipping. It was this fast growing hair care company that had no warehouse set up. They didn't know quite how to, how to, um, export yet. And, 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 and by the way, neither did I, but she goes, Oh, you, you can figure it out. So again, they just kind of sight unseen. I walk in and they're like, Oh, you're a friend of Beth. I said, yeah. Okay. Well, here's what we need. And then you know, I just start, I just started there. And so it was actually, again, an amazing experience in terms of all the stuff I learned about. Um, I, and I think that's where the facility piece comes in. You know, I learned a lot about how to build a warehouse, how to, um, you know, the, the proper ways of, you know, cause now we live in an earthquake area. And so the, I learned the rules and regulations of what California needs you to do um, in that type of building. You know, it was, again, did I ever think I would use that information again? No, <laughs> but did I? Absolutely. So then there was a huge disruption in power at that place. And so I got laid off and that was in 95. And of course I was freaking out because we had just bought a house. And my husband was working at Universal as an editor, and their office manager slash production manager took a job in New York and just left. And so, again, one of those super, they go, hey, does anybody know somebody who could step in just while we, while we try to find somebody? And he said, oh, well, my wife just got laid off. They said, oh, okay, have her come in. And seriously, again, I, I go in that day to meet whoever I'm supposed to meet. And that was my first day, you know, like, I, <laughs> I mean, so I look at that as super lucky because I don't see stuff like that happening anymore. I walk into Universal, they're like, oh, okay, great. They said it was, you know, they said, how about um, you're going to be a temp for a month? I said, fantastic. Okay, thank you. And, and then 15 years later, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Um, I, I, you know, I shut down that studio because uh, they had been purchased and, you know, we had to say goodbye. But um, but that, talk about crazy. I didn't know anything about animation. And um, I knew a lot more about office management. So a producer took me under her wing. She taught me everything about animation that a production manager would need to know. So I skipped being a production assistant. I skipped being a production coordinator. I went right to being a production manager. I'm sure people were really mad, but again, sometimes you don't you don't see that because you're so, you know. I was just trying to figure out what to do. I, I needed to know what an X sheet was. I had no idea what any of these terms were. So I just um, I think that's probably one of the things that um, that's probably one of my strengths is that. I'm a pretty fast learner. And so once somebody tells me something, I can, you know, go from there. And, and also, I'm not really afraid to ask questions. 
because I was very honest with them. I said, oh, I've never done this. Okay, no problem. We're going to teach you. Okay. So, you know, I was never afraid to ask, well, what's an X sheet? What does that mean? You know, what I, what is, what, what does a timer do? I don't know. It, and this look, I was so lucky that the producer was so generous and so lovely and taught me, I mean, taught me everything. So all of a sudden I'm their office manager and I'm a production manager on a hilarious show called Earthworm Jim. And I, you know, I start working in the, uh, I start handling the recording sessions. Maybe the most fun I've ever had. You know, you go to the recording studio, you meet all these amazingly talented voiceover people. You know, Dan Castellaneta, who is Homer Simpson, was uh, Earthworm Jim, you know. And so you meet these guys, you know, when all that stuff was brand new. And they're hilarious and fun and you know, you got to get sushi right next door and bring it in. I mean, I'm like, wow, this is, I could do this forever. This is great. And then what you figure out is that production is not sustainable. You know, no production, well, unless you're Simpsons or SpongeBob, most productions end. You know, they start right. and they end. Right. And so since my husband was editing, that's the kind of, you know, that's the kind of life he had where, he was on a project for a certain amount of time and then he was off and then he had to find another job. And so we kind of de decided that I should probably not have that too. And so that's about the time and universal animation was growing really quickly. And so the woman in charge said, you know what, why don't we just have you be in charge of everything, you know, all the operations. And I, that was a great move for me because that was a, that was a staff job. So I didn't have to worry about rolling off a show. And again, you know, I, I would say, you know, 50% luck and 50% um, relationship building. You know, I had, I had built a great relationship with my then boss. I mean, I had many bosses, um, but this one was fantastic and she, she, she's the one who set me up in that position. And then quickly, you know, quickly she left for other, you know, greener pastures, but because she had set me up, that's, you know, that was the role that I then maintained. And I, I became the director of operations at universal animation studios. And that's where I, I learned everything that, that was, that allowed me to get my current job at Nickelodeon. And in the and in that in the fifteen years, I had two children, and I um, I met so many people in the industry because I was the not, director of operations for a studio that small that that uh, encompasses almost an HR role. So I was the person who did paperwork for people when they came in. I mean, it was a really I knew everybody, and and that was that was a great great experience it turns out because animation is this is a very small community and so if you if you get to know everybody what you notice is that as they as they end on a production universal they might go to the next production that let's say nickelodeon and then they go from nickelodeon movie to disney and then they go to disney to dreamworks and and so what that does is that that makes your network even bigger because now all of a sudden when you 
you know, let's say you're out of a job, you know all these people at all those studios. And right. so that's definitely one of the, um, I mean, a big, big lesson I learned from, I, I think I learned that at Columbia, to tell you the truth, because there was this hilarious teacher who always said, networking is better than not working. You know, and we would all yeah. laugh because we're like, that's so stupid. But guess what? You realize she was absolutely right. You know, because who would know that just, you know, being friendly with a storyboard artist might someday help you get your next job. And I'm going to tell you that's exactly what happened when I got the job at Nickelodeon. I I knew three people who were working there in all different capacities. None of them could hire me. None of them were that person. But they all knew the people who would hire me. And they all went in and said, uh, blah, 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 Vicki Fenton, uh, blah, blah, Vicki Fenton. So by the time I got in there to interview, the woman looked at me and she goes, why do I keep hearing your name? <laughs> I said, oh, I don't know. I don't know what happened. But yeah, she kept hearing my name because I had all my, my little spies going in there and saying, my whispering my name in her ear. And so I'm telling you, that was, that is how it, that's how it works. And, and that was so, I can't, I can't put into words how exciting that was for me because I had been out of work. Universal closed their doors. Comcast decided they did not want to have an animation division. So they closed the doors at the beginning of 2010. So I got a great severance package and you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, I can be home with the kids for a year and be mom. And that was, you know, maybe the best year ever in terms of family. You know, I got to be the room mom, you know, for my daughter's fourth grade class. And I really got to be more involved with everything that my kids were doing. But then cut to the next year, I was like, oh, you know, looking at my bank account and realizing I need to get a job now. <laughs> and, you know, there's nothing scarier than, let's see, so that would have been 2011. And again, I don't know if everybody remembers, but that was not a great time to find a job. That was, people were just, just starting to come back from the big fall in 2008 and nine. Yeah. And man, it was scary. I mean, you know, really, it was. Um, I, it was hard to even get an interview. And so I started looking outside the industry, of course. I was looking I was looking everywhere because facilities, really, I mean, I could do facilities at a hospital. I could do facilities at, um, you know, uh, any corporation. Right, but right. let me tell you, it, it's not as fun <laughs> as working <laughs> in entertainment, you know. And so, um, yeah, so, so then I, August of 2011, um, you know, kind of my good luck, uh, the person who was doing the job was let go and kind of in a quick, quick way. And so they really, they really needed somebody. And again, like I said, she kept hearing my name. I went in and she said, Hey, today's your lucky day. And then of course I had to say to her, I go, no, I said, I think today's your lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> because you know I'm a brat, 
And, yeah, uh, no, but what? yeah, you but had this huge broad skill set. That's amazing. And it was also those relationships that you had built and maintained, you know, yeah, over the years. I'm, exactly. And so, again, so excellent. And so the first thing that they tell me is, hey, we're going to be putting up a new building. And this was in 2011. And I was like, okay, kind of, you know, kind of super excited about the prospect, but also terrified because I, what did I know about putting up a building? I, you know, I had, <laughs> I had done, I had done some construction, of course, like at, at Universal, but I had never put up a building. So, you know, 2012, 2013, like mid 2013, I get the call. Okay, Vicki, we're going to, we're going to start that building, you know, and I was like, okay, you know, strap in because, and that's when it, that's when it got super exciting. And we went to all these places up North to visit. We went to Pixar, we went to ILM, we went to Google to examine how they were dealing with space. You know, like open workspace was just becoming a big thing at the time. And so we wanted to see how people were doing it and um, all different, you know, obviously in all different um, workforces, not just entertainment. Right. And so that was super exciting. And then, you know, we hired architects. We, I, so I got to work on it from the very beginning, you know, from concept to the build and I got to tell you that was that was the most exciting thrilling challenging time of my career and I learned so much and and I'm very grateful to to everybody at Nickelodeon for allowing me that that opportunity because it was really really amazing and and again that whole time that that's going on my team is getting larger and I'm having to manage obviously I mean I'm having to manage more as are they you know everybody's responsibilities are growing at that time and so it was crazy I mean, it was a crazy crazy fun nuts time and we came out of it. I mean, I said, well, if we can make it through this, you guys, we can make it through anything. And, you know, not only did we make it, but, I, you know, I think we came out uh, a better, stronger team. And a lot of my people on my team during that time were able to get promotions and raises and, um, you know, more responsibility. And to me, you know, that was very, very important because, you know, you're only as good as your as your team. You know, you're, right. you know, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm saying a lot of I, 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 but I think, you know, what, what everybody needs to understand is I couldn't do any of that without the team that I, that I have. Right. There's no way. It's just not, it's just not, it's not possible. And, and so I, I really take that responsibility seriously and try to uh, mentor them as much as I can and you know help them grow their careers and it's been you know that's been a really great uh journey for me I think being at Nickelodeon especially and watching my team grow like that um has been 
just a, a great experience. So, uh, and then recently I took on, um, there's been a lot of changes within Viacom and they're trying to um, put teams all together. So instead of having two different teams for core services or facilities, because we have a big building in, in Hollywood and we have the big headquarters, the Nickelodeon headquarters in Burbank. So now I'm, now I'm responsible for the one team that handles both of those buildings. And so that's, that's kind of my latest, that's where I am right now. I am, I am definitely in the middle of a huge transition and reorganization within my own team. And it's, super challenging and you know I'm taking it you know a day at a time and um, but it's good it's, um, again I thought I thought I was going to be bored after the building went up <laughs> but uh, but I am not bored let me tell you I, am, I feel like I'm busier than ever so, yeah um, yeah so that that has been kind of an amazing journey as well to to kind of take this, take the two teams and meld them together. It's been really fun. Yeah. So, I mean, this has just been a, wow. I mean, just the experience that you've had and there's certain themes that run through. And I do think that you kept building this broad skill set, and you just dove yeah. in with both feet. You learned everything you could. Um, you asked for, you asked the questions, you asked for what you needed and uh, yeah. you built those long-term genuine relationships. And so now where you're sitting and, you know, Nickelodeon, I have to say, I mean, I watched it with my daughter when she was younger and, you know, it was just such solid, great entertainment um, to yeah. reinforce positive values and roles. Um, and it's, and what was funny is I've been revisiting the shows and it still is, and it's even better. Yeah. Um, and, you know, especially having a daughter, it's so important for me and, and how, um, so that she could, you know, sort of like uh, she can view herself that she can do anything, right? And she can be yep. anyone. Um, right. But how does Nickelodeon, how are they capturing that with the, a new gener generation of creative employees? Because, you know, I'm thinking about when my daughter was young and where she is now and some of the shows that I've sort of been catching up on. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a very timely question because, Nickelodeon is just celebrated their 40th anniversary, which is huge. And what they're, the story they're telling right now is the story, it's kind of the through line that, that they've been telling all that time is that Nickelodeon is a creator driven studio. They, it's all about these people who create these shows and they, they are trusting them and giving them the, you know, kind of autonomy to do this amazing work and create these amazing shows. And what one of the things I love most about Nickelodeon is how many women are are making are in the decision making place. You know, um, I don't know what the numbers are. I just know that there are many women in in executive roles who are making decisions about what goes on 
what goes on. Um, you know, from preschool to live action to to uh, big Nick, they call it uh, animation. These a lot of a lot of these people making the decisions are women, and so I think that is something. And it's not just it's not just women; it's also diversity within the company as well. They're, they take they take all that very seriously, but not just because it's 2019. I think it's that that goes way back as well. And so I think that's why people love watch Nickelodeon. I mean, we have kids. My favorite thing is we have interns. We have Nickelodeon has I think one of the top ten internship programs in the country. They usually get on that list. And so you have these kids, basically, I call them kids because I can, um, college kids coming in who have grown up watching Nickelodeon. And then they come, they do an internship, and many of them end up working at Nickelodeon. I mean, one time they did a, they, we had this big party and everybody had to raise their hand if they had started as an intern. And it was pretty crazy. As, a, as somebody who, who did not, started as an intern. I, I felt like, wow. I, I got, I missed out. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't believe me. I totally feel like I missed out. But, but I, I love that that's how they do it. I love that they, 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 they walk the walk. You know, they don't just bring these kids in and then send them out. They bring them in. They, they nurture them. They, that program is so amazing. These kids, like, let's say, let's say I get an intern for my, uh, for the mailroom. So, of course, the, you know, most likely the kid is not there because they want to work in the mailroom. They're there because they're an artist or they're, um, they want to, they're a writer or they want to do uh, audio engineering. But they come in because that, that's their, their foot in the door. And then you know what they do? They start meeting all the people who do what they want to do. And they interview them. They talk to them. They get to know them. And in that, I mean, I can tell you just on my, in my team alone, there's been at least, I'm going to say, five interns who are now currently working in totally different departments at Nickelodeon. I have somebody in archives. I have somebody who's a recording engineer. I have somebody who's a sound editor. It's it's insane how how that works, and I just think it's that culture of it starts at the top. I mean, it it starts at the top. They believe in that, and so I I just think it all. I think there's a through line. You know, it it comes. It, so you see it in the shows. You see it in the programming. You see it in the office place. It it's it's just a it's a really um, and that's and the thing is, it, it comes full circle because that's what we were trying to do when we put up the building. Is you you wanted to create an environment that the that people would really enjoy coming into work every day, and and so that that's what we did. And and I think that it 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 one the one informs the other. You know what I mean? If if you ha if you're trying to have this amazing environment in a very you know, let's just say white walls and, you know, um, you know, not just, you know, kind of colorless place, it's going to be hard to be inspired there. And so we, the way we did it was, you know, we put, there's color, there's whimsy, there's 
a giant 23,000 square foot courtyard where people can go out and and have conversations. They have interviews. They can just hang out and exercise. They can get a cup of coffee. They can work if they want to be outside. And it and it all it feels um, it feels very much part of the culture of Nickelodeon. Well, it sounds like a culture of respect. I mean, Vicky, what you've been describing yeah. to me, because even yeah. how the interns are treated, I mean, um, yeah. and accepted and nurtured, um, and it it truly is a mentoring program. Um, so that that's amazing. So, you know, what's your advice for young women? Um, I mean, obviously, that sounds like, you know, they need to be banging on Nickelodeon's door, but yeah. <laughs> young women who yeah. want to pursue a career um, with an entertainment studio. Well. I you know, you have to, I think you have to stay positive because I've, you know, I've met a lot of people in, in my career and the ones who seem to make it, the ones who get jobs, uh, you know, from, you know, go from one job to the next until they find what they want to do are the people who remain positive and they, and, and, and enthusiastic. I mean, you have to, you have to show up as somebody who wants to be there. And I think, you know, don't, don't be the one kid who's, you know, too cool, you know, too cool to be there. And, you know, (laughs) nobody, nobody thinks that's, nobody thinks that's cool. You know, it's, I'm always more impressed with somebody who's so excited that they can't even, you know, get it all out. You know, um, to me, that's, that's somebody who you you kind of take a second look at and say, "Wow, look how excited they were to be here." You know, it it it, it kind of puts a an imprint on you, and and it's also contagious. I mean, I think I think that kind of attitude is is contagious, and so and I think that's why my I love my team because they they all have each other's back, and that's that's. And and that's so that's the kind of person that I tend to hire is a team player, somebody who's who's really good at working with others. And and you know, you don't have to be best friends with, with your coworkers. You just have to have that respect and and that um willingness to maybe look past things that you don't agree on. Do you know what I mean? Because it, you know, not everybody is going to love each other, but if you can be the person who figures out how to how to get past that kind of you know petty stuff, you're you're gonna you're gonna be able to go far because yeah. you know there is that there is that element. You know, you you know I don't want to you can't paint this you know rosy picture of you know but and but that's anywhere you know that's at any place I've ever worked is you know there's politics and there's you know, there's personalities, but, you know, I think that's the secret is that you need to kind of always take the high road and rise above. Yeah, I call it uh, style flexing. You need to yeah. flex your style so that you can work more effectively and efficiently with other people because some people have like messy desks. I mean, you'll walk in and it's like, how can you even find anything? And yet they're incredibly right. efficient and effective at their job, right. you know, right. and sometimes you know, creative people can 
it's literally, it's, it's sometimes I think their brains are wired a little different, but what comes out is just amazing. And so exactly. you go, okay, so they're not so organized in this way. Let it go. You know, that's all right. Exactly. And because exactly. this is, the, you know, this is the, their approach is different. Their viewpoints a little, um, just their prism is not the same as yours, but it's the end result. Right. And then it's how you can meld those so that you can work effectively with, you know, what we were talking about with respect. So I'm very excited about this yeah. whole conversation, Vicki. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Uh, thank I mean, you so much for, look back yeah. Yeah, well, thank you for sharing your experiences, um, you, you know, your insights and all this excellent advice. And I agree, there's been this thread throughout. Um, and uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you, Vicki. No problem. It was so fun. Thank you very much, Lynn. I appreciate your time and, and the fact that you even were interested in talking to me. That's really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're best friends just after the end of the conversation. <laughs> Uh, so, and I don't think it was luck, Vicki. I think it's because you just dived in and you got the job done and, um, with, with both feet. So uh, this has been a great discussion about breaking into the entertainment industry. And I want to shout out to our audience. If you have questions or personal experiences you would like to share, we would love to hear them. You can add them to the comment section or reach out directly. Uh, if you have a question or would like to suggest topics for discussion, please email us at jointheconversation at petitetoqueen.com. And to stay current for all our informative advice and breakthrough advantages and fantastic podcasts like this one, sign up for our weekly wisdoms. Thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.